Blog Talk Radio. Keep doing your thing because you never know. I might be sitting at home with a chicken bone, see on TV. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> I know them, you know. Ha, <laughs> 
are you doing today? I'm all right. I, I mean, I had to throw out all your, I, I didn't mean to throw out all your hats, but I had to throw them all out there just a little bit. Listen, uh, I'm sure that wouldn't even all of them, but I appreciate that introduction. Though. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you the first time, this is what attracted me to you where I wanted to get you on the show. I was on one of my friends, uh, she's in Virginia too, Monique, who sings, her husband is mm-hmm. Timothy Naper, I think it is, he produced, and he, shoot, he sings too, might as well say he sings too, but this last album, he was singing, uh, he raps as well. I was on a thread where uh, Monique said, post some songs that you think I have never heard before, and okay. your song... Sunday Kind of Love came up, and I was like, oh, let me check it out, you know. I was checking out a few, you know. I ran through, I said, oh, oh, knock me to the floor. I said, I got to get her on the show. I got to get her on the show. I got to find out, you know, a little bit more information about her. And that's wow. why I wanted to do the show with you. I know we had to postpone and stuff like that, yeah. but uh, I'm glad you're here. And I am glad to be here. Uh, I'm glad yeah. everything is cool with you. Yeah, I'm glad everything is cool with you. Um, I wanted my first question is to ask you, how did you start? Even though I read some of it, but I want to hear in your words, how did you start singing and performing? Wow! So I tell everybody that I have been singing for you know before I could even talk good. There are pictures of me just singing. You know, I'm a little. I'm a pastor's daughter, bishop's granddaughter. I'm, I'm always been singing and beating a tambourine and whatnot. But I recorded uh, my first recording experience. I was eight years old. I was in the studio with my father, who's also a songwriter and a percussionist. And so I recorded an album with him at eight. And so from that moment, I knew wow. that when I got big enough, then I got, you know, when I got grown, that I was going to do this thing. And so... <laughs> Um, <laughs> my whole life has been music. I was, you know, on the gospel side of things for for most of my early adulthood, and then um, mid twenties, um, it kind of shifted, you know, into jazz and R and B and stuff. And then in two thousand and nine, two thousand and nine, I uh, birthed my my own personal band, the Myra Smith Experience, and we did amazing things for. 10 years together, and then it was time for a shift, and I took a break and came back as Myra Smith of Phoenix and still doing amazing things three albums later, countless, you know, shows all over the world and opening for amazing artists, being on the ticket with amazing artists. Just been blessed, really have, three of mine. Wow. And you started off in the church. Uh, I, I, I know a little bit about that. My daddy was a preacher as well. Uh, mm-hmm. PK kid. Yeah, I yep, understand. Yep, yep. So, your three albums are Myra Smith Live, Undenying Love, and Sunday Kind of Love out of the three. Which which one is uh, your favorite? You probably like them all, I, I would assume. But which one is your favorite? Oh, no. You like, like, like them all. asking me in front of people. It's like you asking me in front of people, which child is my favorite child? I can't. I can't, um, (laughs) they're all very important. So like in 2008, um, my husband passed away and he was an amazing musician in the area, well-known, like well, well well-known. And so he taught me everything I knew about music outside of gospel music. And so that Undying Love album that came out of that, you know, I have a track on there where I took the last clip I have of him performing alive and then I went in the studio with that and sung with that. I have a track with me and my daddy when we were eight. When I was eight, I have one of those tracks kind of goes into that. So wow. that's, that's important to me because it lays the foundation. It's very emotional. And then as far as a live album is concerned, like not too many people um, are doing live albums like that. And so it was really like, mm-hmm. you know, we had a 900-seat theater and we had an actual live album. And that was – it's an amazing, an amazing live feel because people – People say, you know, Myra, we love your studio work, but you are a performer. You know, they love to see me live. And so I made that album particularly 
for my friends and fans and those who keep saying we need to have Myra live in the car and in the house and like about Myra we get on shows. And so that was what that album was. Right. And then Sunday Kind of Love, that is like, that's where I am now. Like that is like, you know, that's a, a beautiful album. It, it has all these different kinds of, uh, different kinds of um, songs and feels to it. And it came from a place of, again, I was married, went through a divorce, you know, then I found myself. And so that, it was like an empowerment album. So I really, really appreciate each of the albums in a, in a major way. And I can't really say that uh, one is, you know, more my favorite than the other. But, again, Sunday Kind of Love is where I am now. Right. So I can still pull back. You know, I don't have the kind of grief that I had from the first album in this, at this part of my life. So, and that kind of does it. Now, I'm going to play a song from that because I took four songs from that album because that's the one I was engrossed in. (laughs) Because after Mm -hmm. I heard uh, the main cut, I was like, I wanted to get into the album. So uh, the first one I want to play is the song You Will Know featuring Don Hurdle. Donald Hurdle, yeah, uh, he's an amazing explain, singer and bass player. Explain the song, and then I'll play it. So Donald is is a wonderful, wonderful artist in this area. And when I wanted to do a duet on the album, I was like, oh my God, who are some of my favorite male artists? And I, and I went to him, and like he plays bass on a lot of the tracks um, on the album in in general. And then he did a duet. And so that song is this song was just like you know a good love song. Like we don't have enough time to spend with each other, but don't take don't think I don't love you. Don't think I don't want to just get away with you. And it's a feel good song. And if you've ever been in love, or if you ever had you know that special somebody this song will be a song that you can um you know attach yourself to it's a, it's a good song it's a great song actually Precious to me, yeah. 
Beautiful song. Beautiful song. Thank you. Thank you. In the writing, because I, I'm sure you you uh, write, uh, it seems like to me, just listening to a couple of songs, you probably could just write lyrics all day long. It, it probably Absolutely ain't hard not. to you. It ain't hard for you. You know, some people it's hard. <laughs> you know, you just go in, hey, I need something about so-and-so. Go on. Go on, girl. Do your magic. And you just go, boom. And there you go. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it seems to me. But I don't know. I'm glad it seems that way. No, no, no. Uh, there are there are songs that I have written, but I definitely have uh, wonderful friends and writing teams and people, you know, where I can put an out, idea out there, we can collaborate or I'll put something out there and they, they can get on some and I get on some, you know, we do, that's how, you know, that's how we do. Um, but in writing okay. songs, writing books or whatever, kind of you get inspired and some things are easier than others. Sometimes you get stuck, but I've definitely been blessed to have amazing friends and writers and people in my tribe that work with me to help me look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I, I, am I saying it right? Hard work performing art classes. So it's Myra's. It's Myra's so, Hard Work Performing Arts Academy. Okay, tell me about that. Okay, so I um, I opened up a music academy six years six years ago, and it was it used to be um, just uh, Myra's. Um, Lord, it's been so I changed now. I can't remember. But it was one, it was like Myra's uh, Performing Arts Academy. So it was Myra Smith Performing Arts Academy. And then I had one particular student that she really changed my life. Like she was an older woman. She's about 70 something. And she had had a stroke. She used to be a singer. And she had a stroke. And um, as a result of that, she couldn't talk. She could only say one word, um, which was Coco. And her mm-hmm. family had brought her to me in order to kind of, it was like, you know, mama loves music. You know, we're thinking if you just get her around you, maybe if you just sing to her, maybe that can, you know, bring her out or whatever. And so, I, you know, I joined her team. And when they first brought her to me, I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to sing and see what happens. And so the very first meeting, I, I did a vocal warm-up. And she, she did it. She said exactly what I said. And it was, like, so wow. life-changing. I was right. And I was like, so if I could... If I could get her to sing what she wants, then I could give her her voice back. And she was a student with me for six years until she died. And being her teacher changed it. It changed it for me. So I ended up changing my business name and everything to heart work because I do it from my heart. It is like it's more than just coming someplace and teaching somebody how to sing. It really is ministry for me. It is, you know, my heart poured out, you know, on top, onto all these individuals. Mm-hmm. And I have been very, very, very fortunate and very blessed to grow with each student that part of their journey. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, so somebody like me that only sings woo, woo, woo from the back, back, back with a top welding on the note because I can't, can't sing a lick, but I, I got rhythm. I, I do music and I can rap, but I can't sing a lick. Yeah. You can help me. Yes, you can help me. I can me. help you. I can help you. I, I hear that. You hear that, Tressa? I'd be, like, <laughs> I'd be like, I'll tell you what I said. As long as you're not tone deaf, I can teach you. But I can, I can honestly say that in my span so far of being a you know vocal vocal instructor, I have actually had the honor to have deaf students who have like the implants and all of that come to me for vocal lessons. Like, I'm telling you. So I can't even be like, wow. if you're tone deaf, I can do it. I can, I can work. If you, if you have a heart to do this and you have a heart to learn, whatever your goal is, mm-hmm. I can meet you there. I can meet you there. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. next, next time I want to put out a Luther album, I'm coming to you. Come on. <laughs> come on. Give me six months. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, breaking the Silence. With Myra Smith, I mean, there were so many titles in in reading your bio. I just had to ask everything that was hidden hidden me. So, breaking the silence, which is also a song that you have too. Uh, yeah, would it explain that for the people? Okay, so breaking the silence is 
a movement. It is a movement that I, I started. I am a child rape survivor. Um, I was raped at six years old by a cousin. And, you know, that whole what happens in this house stays in this house, what happens in this family stays in this family. So nothing was done. And I was made to be quiet for 30 years. And once I decided to tell my story by way of my book, The Flight of the Butterfly, The Larva, and I, I, you know, broke my silence on that, I've never been quiet since. And so out of that movement of me becoming free by telling, you know, this is what happened to me and because this happened to me and nothing was done, all these other family members were raped after me because of this whole we got to keep quiet. And so I just kind of went on a campaign of men, women, boys, girls, you know, the LGBTQ community, no matter the age, anybody can be a survivor of, you know, sexual assault. You can't, you can't get four people in a room without having somebody who has experienced some kind of trauma in that way. And so I wanted a song that went along with my campaign. And so that's where Breaking the Silence came from, um, the song. Um, and, and then, of course, like I said, the movement comes from being a, a survivor of sexual assault and telling it, you know, and not letting it kill me with depression and kill me with having to keep that thing continuously hidden and trying to live a life around this horrible thing that I can't talk about. Um, and so that's really and where it's come from. And I've been able to do the book and do documentaries and I do, you know, photo shoots and empowerment shoots every year. And I just have just, just got the nonprofit up and going. And so there's so many great things in regards to the breaking the silence movement that I'm proud that I have been uh, given these ideas and given this attitude of, you know, I'm going to tell it and I don't care who don't like it, you know, to be able to bring other people along to be set free along with me. Also, um, uh, tell the title of the book again and where people can get it, because I know, I know the person that's listening on online that I already know she's going to be asking me where and the name of the book again. So here we go. It's Flight of the Butterfly, the Larva. You can get it on Amazon. Um, and it's Myra Smith. Uh, she was Myra, Myra Smith right then, but Myra Smith, Flight of the Butterfly, the Larva. Amazon is the best place to get it. Thank you. And I'm going to play the song, Breaking the Silence. Myra Smith, the phoenix is in the house, y'all.
Yo, yo, this is poet, author, Mark Lacey. That's M-A-R-C-L-A-C-Y. And you are listening to A-T-A-Z-P, recorded live right here in the A-T-L. Don't forget to check me out at www.marklacy.com. That's www.marclacy.com. Read about the critically acclaimed, the looking heart, poetic expressions from within, and reflux. And don't forget to keep it locked at A-T-A-Z-P, recorded live. Myra, I love that song. Uh, I'm like, man, I'm going to ride with Breaking the Silence. No, I need to ride yeah. with that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure everybody <laughs> else was feeling it, too. I really it's was. Just, and, hey, like, the meaning behind it. right, right. It makes it more powerful. Uh, yeah. I know one thing you're going to have to do. You're going to have to do a drop for me, for real. Uh, do a <laughs> drop and say all your you know, your, all your albums and who you are and all that, and just say, I'm jamming with my boy T-A-Z on, you know, Blog Talk Radio. Okay. That's all you got to do. Yeah, I appreciate I it. it. I um, it. The Ladies in Red concert. I yes. was like, yeah, I was like, that sounded like it was fun, but go on and explain that too. <laughs> <laughs> So I um and actually I'm so so excited because you know COVID kind of shut it down but this this coming March is every you know March is National Women's Month and so children and women they you know that has a special place in my heart so um, I wanted to do something empowering so we honor exceptional women in the community I also wanted to bring women together and show that we as women and singers and performers that we can do a show where Yes, I'm Ira Smith, and yes, I have my own this and my own that, but for this show, I'm going to sing for you. You're going to sing for me. Our backgrounds going to sing together. Like, you know, there's no big eyes and there's no little yous, and we're going to celebrate each other. And so being that March is National Women's Month, I've done it every year. This coming year will be the seventh annual Ladies in Red award show and concert, and it really is just to unify and to applaud and to celebrate women you know, on a on a national level, you know, on a universal level, um, every March. So that's right. what that that is about. And I've been doing it for seven years, and I'm so grateful. And where is that going to be at again? Yes. Yeah, so it is March the fifth, and I partner with Downing Gross Cultural Arts Center and the Ella Fitzgerald Theater um, in Newport News, Virginia. And so that'll be uh, that concert starts at seven. I'm at six. I'm sorry. Cool. Um, also, I wanted to ask you, what was it like opening for 
the likes of Brandy, Fantasia, Keith Sweat, many more, even uh, gospel artists Donald Lawrence and Byron Cage. How's it? How was it like opening up for those artists? So I am always I'm humbled and honored, you know, for every opportunity. Um, Brandy was amazing. Like we were on on stage doing the sound check, and then she came on, and we were up there on the stage, and she was doing her sound check, and she just was so so sweet. Like they don't always be very sweet. Like sometimes they don't they don't care you there at all. But she was laughing and joking yeah. with us. She was telling us how beautiful we were, and you know, just really personable. Like really, really personable. So I really enjoyed her. You know, she's already like the singer, singer, but she has a good spirit and a really sweet heart. So that was awesome. Fantasia, um, when we opened for her, it was just like I remember sitting in the audience after performing when it was when she was on stage and just bawling, crying, like Lord, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life, like. I'm a church girl who right. can sing you. I can do the go-go. I can do the sex songs. And then I can also take you to worship. So, you know, and she has that. And that is that is very much like who I am. And so I really, really connected to that. Um, when we – I did the jazz festival, and we shared the ticket with Jennifer Hudson, Kim, The Whispers, and myself. We were all on the Saturday night ticket. And that – I mean, that audience was 10,000-plus. And so that was the biggest show of my life, and it wasn't like I was an opening artist. I was on the ticket with them, and I just represented, you know, my area. And so um, it was wonderful. It literally – I remember Kim. I have a picture of me and Kim, and he came up to me. He was like – Shoot, your background singers was better than mine. Like it was like it was a really, he was really great. <laughs> Enterprise and people were great. Like we, you know, and so I have all the off all the times, all the stages, all the opportunities I've had over these last thirteen years or so. It's all been amazing. It's all been to better me, to challenge me, and to remind me that of why I do what I do, and to keep pressing. So, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, I'm I'm best friends with uh. One of Brandy's uh, producers, um, the main one who wrote "I Want to Be Down," uh, he wrote okay. a, a lot of, couple of songs on her uh, first album, and he's one of my okay. boys too. Um, yeah. Kipper Jones, shouts out to Kipper Jones. Um, I want to play "Dance Floor." Now oh, yeah. you really gonna have to explain that for the people, because we we've been sentimental <laughs> through the first two of this. Dance floor song. I I need to know where the inspiration came for from to uh to put this together. Well, when I was doing like I said, the sunny kind of love, I was like, okay, I want a song that sounds like this, and I want a song that sounds like that. So the dance floor is my, you know, I do a lot of Jill Scott. I do a lot of go go. You know, uh, three in the morning in the pancake house. You know, so I the dance floor has that go go feel, and that's just simply what it is. Get on my the dance joint, floor. My we joint, my joint, my joint, and everything. So you got it.
Yeah, yeah, feeling <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, it, it's been a minute since I listened to it, but I'm feeling that. Uh, remind me of the Waffle House. Yeah, six in the morning at the Waffle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my <laughs> joint. I love Go Go. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie to yeah. you. I love Go Go. I mean, I'm not, I'm from Ohio, but I know Go Go all the way to uh to uh Chi Town where they play house music. I listen to it all. Yeah. Yes, that's a yeah. good song. Um Thank you. the movie that you produced, Her Town Her Turn, the documentary. Mm-hmm. And then you got a web series called Her Turn. Yes. Explain that now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so her turn You do it all um, you know, you know I'm a doer. I get an idea, and I'm like, okay, go and get this done. And so, it's it's really it's a heavy. It's almost like a heavy burden because I have all these women that are waiting to tell their stories. So her turn is not just for survivors of any kind of sexual assault or whatever. It's really just about um, people who you know you just don't know. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know if somebody is you know, smiling and and got these businesses or supermodels or, you know, presidents and vice presidents of companies, and they're battling with low self-esteem and low self-worth. And maybe you need to see, you know, I wanted I wanted us to be able to be representations um, and visual, you know, examples of different things so you can be like, oh, I'm not the only one going through this. Oh, that person went through that, and here they are, and here's where they're going. And so with um, – her turn, it's it's a documentary, but it ended up being more because I literally right now have 25 women that are waiting to tell their story. So it was just a matter of funding and wow. getting all the seasons done, but we were able to complete season one, and these women were amazing. They all had different stories to tell coming from different backgrounds, and they were completely transparent, and they felt safe enough with me, and I do not take that for granted. And so we were able to, like we had a movie theater premiere, you know, sold out. It had a book that came along with it, and and in 2022, I plan on, you know, getting season two done and getting these women and men. It isn't just, just women, but, you know, just been, I have women right now, like I said, 25 waiting um, for their, their turn and their episode. So it has been um, an ongoing heart project, and everybody who has seen it and, and shared it or whatever was, was there, um, you know, they've been changed. They've been changed by the, the ability and the community um, of other people. We're willing to tell their stories. That is great. That's great. I bet that's a lot of work, too, in itself. It's exhausting. Yeah, it is. It is. It's definitely exhausting. That This kind of work is always um, hard because it's somebody's emotions, you know, and they're trusting you with something right, that's right. so sacred, even if it's just their secret of, you know, not wanting to let that mask go that they're not perfect, you know, even that part. Um if they want to say, you know, sometimes, you know, I love the kids, but sometimes I don't, I don't, you know, <laughs> even if it's that, whatever the, whatever their truth is, right. feeling free and being that, that shoulder, you know, that they need is heavy. But it's fulfilling too in the same, absolutely. in the same token. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I want, I want you to, because you've got a lot of stuff and I want you to tell people where they can go. Check you out, okay. buy your book again, buy your music for real. Uh, you know, the different things that you got going on where people can check you out online as well. It's on you, Myra. Well, my uh, website is www.experiencemyrasmith.com. Um, from that website, you you will find, you know, videos of me performing live. You will find links to be able to purchase my book. Um, or CDs, you'll be able to connect with the Academy. You know, that's like really the hub of where you would go to kind of get all connected and stuff. Um, but, again, it's www.experiencemyrasmith.com. I'm on, you know, Instagram and Facebook, Myra Smith the Phoenix. Um, so those are, those are also places where you can connect with me. And, I'm look, I, I'm accepting you. You like, you know, you follow me, I'll follow you back. Um <laughs> So those are yeah, that's pretty much where you can you can um, I have non I have the nonprofit Breaking the Silence um, Advocacy Global. That's also something you can Google and support. You know, as we are 
um, taking care of those who find themselves on the wor- one of the worst days of their life, you know, being a survivor of some kind of sexual assault or, um, or rape. And so those are kind of the things and places where you can, you can find me. Mm-hmm. And uh, can people that feel they need to tell their story and do her turn or his turn for the men's, uh, can they contact you through the same uh, channel? Yes. Yes. Go to the website. Um, I'm, trying to get you season, to I'm trying to get you season three and four. That's what I'm trying to yes. do. Yes. Listen, get it. Get, and while you're at it, let's get some funding for it. All right? Let's bring them on in. Somebody listening. Um, but absolutely, right. reach out. I'm I'm never too busy. I'm never too busy. Nothing is, is ever too important that I can't stop for somebody who wants to break their silence with me. Absolutely. That is, that is my work. That is my life work. And so if you are ready to tell it, I'm ready to listen. And I'm ready to continue to be there because once you tell it, it, it gets, you know, it doesn't just, everything doesn't just, you know, magically get better. It's hard. It, it gets hard. And sometimes, you know, I have to answer the phone three, four o'clock in the morning. I have to answer the messages or whatever, because you never know where people are um, in their, in their journey. Right. So definitely, absolutely reach out and I will respond. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, like I said, I'm a fan now. Big fan. Yay. I I love the music. I I love everything that you're doing too, and keep doing it, it because it's positive and it's helping people, which is the most important thing, helping people for real. Um, Absolutely. I'm going to I'm going to play the song that uh, I first met you on, even though I didn't meet you <laughs> when I first yes. met you. <laughs> and this Sunday kind of love I want that. you to. Say what now? I was going to say, I have to tell you about that. That's funny. Yes, yeah, funny kind of love how that came about. Well, you can you can go on and explain it right now because I'm getting ready to play it after you get through. So I had new love, and I was saying, okay, so after being a widow, being divorced, you know, finding, being ready to be, you know, in love again, I kept saying, I want a love that's easy like Sunday morning, Right. And so I kept saying that, Lord, I want to, I want to love this easy life Sunday morning. And so happened the, the next, the next one that was for me, I met them on a Sunday and mm-hmm. they wrote a note. It wrote um, Sunday kind of love on a little piece of paper and put it in my hand. And when I opened it up, I was like, wow, that sounds like an album um, title. That sounds like an album <laughs> title. And I held on to it. And two years later, it became an album and a song. And so, and, I, and we're married today. So that um, that love that was easy like Sunday morning did find me. And I am um, very grateful for it. And that's how we got this, this track. Again, thank you, Myra Smith, the Phoenix, for coming through. Whenever you got something new, slap me on Facebook. <laughs> Just hit me in the head on Facebook. I turn around and we'll try to get you back on here again for real. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Kind of love. 
Be happy. 